Hey, what's up, everybody? This is If This Concrete Could Talk. And on this episode, my guest hosts are two of my little brothers. And I know some of you that are listening wonder how many little brothers do I have when it comes to basketball? I have several. Uh, One of the things that I enjoy the most about coaching is when that relationship goes from player coach to watching my guys grow into young men and we become like brothers. And these two definitely fit that that mold. They're guys that I coach in AAU and not long after they were through playing, they're sitting beside me on the sidelines as coaches. Timmy Maudacious and Brandon Woods, two of the finest to come out of Marion High School. Appreciate having you guys on to time out of an evening away from your families to, to talk with me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Man, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's good to see you or listen, hear you as well, Timmy. It's been a while. Yeah, no man. kidding. Yeah, it is good to hear from you too. Okay, my, my first question, uh, what began you guys, you guys can decide how you want to start this. What began your, your love for the game? What, what are some of your early influences and early memories? How, how, how did basketball become the sport for you guys? What do you go ahead? I'll let the, let my, I'll respect yeah. my elders. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Okay. Appreciate that. Um, Wow, uh, my dad. Honestly, from the beginning, from the from, I remember as a two, three year old kid, I had a three peat uh, Chicago Bulls poster on my wall, uh, and I just NBA on NBC and Bulls games, and just the early '90s NBA are my earliest memories of basketball. Sitting there watching it with him, he always taught me about a love for the game and to be a student of the game. So just early on, he. He's really who who influenced um, the way that I am today as a coach and the way that I played in junior high and high school. And Tim, you know, Timmy, you know more than anyone what my, you know, how my dad is when it comes to the game of basketball. You know, we played for him together, as we'll talk about later. But he's definitely the one that influenced me. And even to this day as a coach, he's still who I talk to about the game of basketball. So it starts with him and it's going to always be him definitely yeah no doubt uh yeah i love playing for your dad your dad had that uh the passion for the game at a young age where he did things that you you wouldn't do for upward or nba teams so yeah like yeah yeah. (laughs) he had that passion from a for for us at such a young age so yeah i see that now for me uh it was i mean you guys probably know where i'm going with this my my love developed from watching basketball specifically siu basketball i've been going to those games since i can remember and so, like, growing up, um, I, I never wanted to be like Michael Jordan. I wanted to be, um, you know, I wanted to be Troy Hudson and I wanted to be Kent Williams. So I, I would go to yeah. all those games and, and go back to my grandparents' house and, you know, go home and pretend to be them. Uh, and then uh, I, I've always liked it. And then Indiana came to SIU and I went to that game with, with my family. And it was just like, that was when it became like an obsession for me. Uh, not just like to watch it, but like I wanted to be good enough someday to play at SIU like that was like the dream the goal and yeah. that's what drove me, me every day to like work at it and like eventually you know I hit a talent ceiling but that's what drove my love that's what drove my love <laughs> of playing the game and then obviously watching the game and then it developed into like a full-on obsession with everything about it but it definitely started with going to SIU basketball games and that just like it I, I just like fell in love with the game there and then it just fed over into so many different aspects of my basketball life 
I can you remember playing around as a kid to me and we were like SIU oh, yeah. players. Oh yeah, I remember. Like Darren Brooks and and um Stetson Harrison. We used to play at Lincoln School all the time. Yeah. Like we weren't NBA guys. We exactly. were that's how I've always been. We always yeah, wanted those we, those were my heroes. I, man, I remember that. That's yep. crazy. <laughs> well, I know Timmy is probably the biggest SIU fan that I know. I mean, he, he's, not, he's not in I, you know, if you're listening and you get mad at me, I don't care. Most SIU fans are fair weather. When the team is good, it's it's a social thing to talk about. Oh, we were at the game, but you know when the team struggled, and I I was there, you know during those times as a player when it struggled, we didn't have anybody in the stands, and then all of a sudden we're good and we're selling the place out or we're drawing eight thousand people. Timmy is a guy that. You know, he lives and dies SIU basketball. Whether good, whether good or bad, he's there. And I, you know, as as a former Salukian alumni, I appreciate that because there are not very many of you around. You know, everybody, <laughs> we kind of talked about it in my last podcast with my guys from uh, my team at Meridian. Everybody wants to be associated with a winner. It's tough to support your team when when they're not when they're not doing well, and you like. You're there. You're there for the Salukis, and you're you're one of the few that's there for them all the time. Yeah, and like like I always tell people, you know, it's it's more like for me, like them, like I just told you, like that's where I like fell in love with the game. So for me, like it's always more than just like a like a like a program or like a basketball game to me when I go. Like it's like a connection to like my childhood, to like my grandpa who died when I was in fourth grade. Like it just it's it's more than just like. A, a team or a program to me you know what I mean so it's not just like oh I'm just like yeah. this crazy fan yeah. which I am you know I love them but <laughs> like it, it's more than that to me you know I, I walk in there even in the new arena and I just like feel all those same feelings that I used to feel when I was a little kid and my my grandparents would take me to steak and shake before the game and then we'd head over um so I just like I just fell in love with there and I've just kept that love forever and so yeah up or down whatever I'm at every game that I can get to at least and yeah, I, I'm 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 always gonna be like that. I know that because it's just it's like ingrained in me now. Well, what's pretty cool too is with you, with you you having your your son and your daughter, they're gonna grow up in that same atmosphere and probably develop the same love for it that you did because you know you're gonna have them there and you want them to experience the same things that you did. So you know that you're just gonna pass that torch on to them eventually yep i can't i can't wait for for grayson to be old enough to understand it because i'm already itching to take him to, to games and stuff like that but, you know he's still <laughs> there he wants to run around run up and down the stairs but yeah i think about it all the time i'm i'm ready for that um the everybody i've had on so far in the first three episodes you know i we all had you know one thing in common you know my first episode first two episodes were guys that i played with for guys that you know played in Carrier Mills and the last one, guys that played at Meridian. We're all class A schools from small towns, small communities where basketball <laughs> was the only sport. What was it like growing up in Marion playing basketball? Oh man. Tim, I'll let you go first this time. Yeah, uh I wanna I think yeah. like for me, um I always was a little bit jealous of like the the support I guess like the football team got because like we never got that at the basketball games. Um, no. Keep in mind we led the support. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. For the football team, and then it seemed like you know we didn't get that reciprocated to us from 
the community or I guess even our fellow students really at the time, it does seem like Marion's doing a better job of that right now. But when we were in school, yeah, you're right. There's so much going on, to be honest. Half the, half the people in the crowd are there to, to watch the palms, you know. Um, I, I love State this. State championship I love this um, We Centralia was like the dog of the conference whenever whenever we were playing. And my, my senior yeah. year, Centralia came to Marion, and uh, there were so many people in the crowd. And we go into halftime. We, we weren't we weren't terrible my senior year, but we weren't very good either. And Centralia was the best team in the conference. They were very good. And uh, we go into halftime at home up 25 to 20. And it's like the place is packed. And we come back out after halftime after the Palms perform and it's empty. And I, I'll never forget we walk back out and we look around the crowd and we're like, wait, wait a minute. Like we're being the number one team in the conference. We're playing great. And we, we're deflated, man. I think we went on to lose probably by 10 yeah. or something like that. But it was like, what? what is this about? Like, what'd you come for? But that was that was every yeah, night. Frustrating. That was every every. And night. you're right. And there's so much to pick from, you know, like all of our all of our athletes pretty much were um, doing, you know, even I mean, I played soccer and basketball and baseball. Um, and most of the most of the people did that. And I would say for the most part, um, basketball wasn't the priority for a lot of the kids. I think for Woody's group, it was really um, baseball. I think they were really looking forward to baseball. Yeah. And I'll let him talk about that. But for my group, we, we had some priority in basketball, but there were other things, too. And kids like along the way, you know, you have like a starter on the JV team and all of a sudden it's like, oh they're they're quitting because they're focusing on baseball or whatever so uh that seemed to happen a lot you know it that's i to kind of piggyback off what timmy says and it kind of ties in with it for me and this goes back to my dad again like and and everyone or most of the people that i listen to know historically marion or at least before we got to school marion wasn't good so on Friday nights, we went to go watch basketball games. We didn't go watch Marion. We went to Carbondale. You know, we went to Harrisburg. We went to Murfreesboro. We went to Massac. We went to Carroll. We went to Meridian. We went to go watch basketball, you know, so, and we, but I knew Marion wasn't good. So I knew that coming up. So I knew what I, we were getting into. And even from a young age, I can look up at the banners and Timmy, you know it, because we looked at it every single day in high school. We hadn't won a conference championship since like 88 yep. at that time and hadn't won a regional since 90. Mm-hmm. The only state title was 1921. And as and another thing too, I used to go to the IHSA tournament as a kid as well. If we, if we continue to talk about my influence in basketball as it pertains to high school. So I went and watched um, Darius Miles play and Quentin Richardson and Corey McGetty, Cordell Henry, um, I saw Derrick Rose in high school, John Shiler, all these guys from the state of Illinois who went on to greatness. And you talk about something funny, too, with things that are going on at Marion that's not basketball. Our, <clears throat> excuse me, our pet band was there like four out of the six times I went. Wow. Our pet band <laughs> was always picked to go play yeah. <laughs> for the state tournament because we had a state championship pep and marsh band as well too but again not basketball you know so for me it was always and as much as i love the game it was always an embarrassment um or not an embarrassment i don't want to say that but i was jealous of those other schools for a different reason you know not just the support but the success that they had and we didn't have it 
And when we go to places like McKendree and Timmy, you know this as well too, it's all one A's there and two A's. If we went undefeated, that's what was supposed to happen. But if we lost, they, I mean, it was, it was the upset of the camp. Oh yeah. And, and, oh man, I remember we lost to Cesar one night um, at that camp. They hit a game winner on that court with the soft rims. And you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So we played them again in the championship of the tournament the next day. And they had like 30 people in the seats, 30, 40 people there to watch and we blow them out. Um, I remember uh, Cody Rickard saying, "Hey, let's go over to the courts with that aren't uh, <laughs> that aren't rigged, and let's play for real." We beat them by like thirty, but that's what it was at playing at Marion. You know, it wasn't a powerhouse by any means. You know, football wasn't even where it was at at the time, too. So it was definitely. You it's funny though. It's funny though too. Marion, what is not a powerhouse in basketball, obviously, yet still, I think Marion, um, for whatever reason. Marion always brought out the best in others. Everybody wanted to beat Marion. Uh, I think, yeah. I, think yeah, they did. I think there's a, and this is the Wildcat in me talking, I think there's a little bit of an inferiority complex going on around the other schools in the South I, 7, but they always wanted to stick it to us. So it's not like we got to get yeah, overlooked did. being kind of not one of those top teams. Like they wanted to, they wanted to give it to us every single Everybody time. wanted to come at us. Yeah, that's true too. That's true. Well, it's, you know, just just hearing that is just so interesting because, like I said, the first three were we're, you know, we're small school guys, and basketball is the sport. And right. you know, Kerry Mills has basketball tradition going back to the '40s and '50s. Meridian has basketball tradition, you know, for years. So that was what right. was expected to do. And if you didn't play and you weren't on good teams, then, you know, especially when I was in school, that was what was expected. But you you, you guys told the story about coming out at halftime and everybody's gone. I can remember the dark ages of Carrie Mills basketball and the dance teams were performing at halftime. And after the girls dance, three-fourths of the crowd is gone. They, they were leaving. Nobody was staying to watch the ball game. Everybody came to watch the kids dance. And once the kids dance, it's gone. So it's like, it's almost like practice. Or, yep. you know, you've invited another team yeah. in for like a, a controlled scrimmage. But that hearing that story, it's just, it's different because of how much you guys love basketball. So it's almost like you, 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 you still love basketball in spite of the condition <laughs> that you had. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, but um, my best friend from high school graduated from Marion and he was on that team in 88 yeah. that won Scott Treffler. He was on that team that, that won conference in 88. Yeah. And I, I used to go over and play an open gym with him. So I know a lot of those guys that was on that team in 90 that got beat by East St. Louis and super sectional. And it seems like from there, things just went down for a very long time. And you know it's hard to put a finger on why you, you with the facility. And I think that's part of the reason why teams bring their best at Marion. The facility is so even before the the renovation, the, the old gym was nice. I loved the old gym. Yeah, it was yeah. Cuss was, Cuss was a great. great place to play basketball. There wasn't any bad seats. Um, right. You know, was, the court was great, big. It had a college feel to it. And then the new place is just even nicer. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of it that you guys have the yeah. nicest, the nicest facility in Southern Illinois, in my opinion. And 
you know, you want to go there and you want to win. It's kind of like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna show them. But um, it, it's different hearing that, hearing you guys' story, and that you still chose to stick with basketball. One thing I really admire about you guys is you guys are knowledgeable sports fans about baseball, football, soccer, just everything. Where me, all I know is basketball. Yeah. I don't know any. <laughs> I'm a football fan. I don't know anything else but basketball. And you guys, the only reason I know soccer is because of Tim. <laughs> but I think that you guys follow everything. <laughs> like you're commenting on trades and baseball and, and free agent signings and football and everything. I'm like, how? How do these guys keep up with all this stuff? You know, I, it's, I, it's all I can do to keep up with one sport. I, I've been following the NBA more that my college has slacked off. I've not, followed, I've not followed college as closely, but I admire that, you know, you guys are true sports fans that it's not just one sport. It's all across the board, but you still are basketball fanatics. And that's when it comes out, you're yeah. going to argue and discuss basketball more than, than the other sports. Uh, and, and did it have to do, do you think that had to do with growing up in Marion where, you know, Timmy, I know you played multiple sports. Woody, I don't know for sure if you did, but do you think that was part of it, that you grew up exposed to most to more sports than, you know, a kid growing up in Carrier Mills would be? I mean, go ahead, go I ahead, think, Woody. Yeah, go ahead. I would, I would just say, yeah, I think so. You know, I only played basketball, but all my friends played other sports, soccer, baseball. Um, in high school, like, I got my homework done and then I went to a yep. sporting event. You know, I went to a volleyball game. I went to a soccer match. I went to a tennis match or golf, you know, a golf match, a uh, palm competition. So, yeah, and I guess I would say I was exposed, you know, early on, um, you know, football games as well, too, on Fridays. Yeah. So I would say just us having more sports uh, and friends that played those sports, that definitely would made me love just competition um earlier yeah I, I like I, i'll piggyback right off that i was gonna say the exact same thing like from for i know for woody too like woody and i were us and a couple other people were the ones who literally i mean like if there was a school sporting event going on that we weren't involved in we were trying to go to it and and cheer on those people so i agree with that like we were at like the like woody said football games volleyball games dance competitions like we went to every, we were legitimate Marion maniacs. Like we went to everything. Yes, we were. And so I think, I, I do think um, that that fandom, like, like, or like being interested in things like that just kind of carried over into my like adult life as I left, as I left school too. Mm -hmm. You kind of, to fill that void, start to latch on to other yeah. things that are on TV or whatever. Cause that's legitimately what we did with our time. Like you get, I mean, literally, yep. I remember getting off the bus of a, of a soccer game and walking into the gym to watch volleyball like I didn't even go home just straight off the bus or straight off the bus to a football game and yeah like they're so diverse because like half your friends are into football half or some of them are into soccer some of them are into basketball so in order to kind of you know fit into all those conversations you just naturally uh, start to pay attention to those things so and then you know as as you get older you I, I found that I, that's how I like to that's how I enjoy spending my time you know I, I like when I come home to be able to watch sports and you know basketball isn't always mm -hmm. happening basketball is the one true love but it's not always happening so uh, it goes toward other right. things yeah <laughs> See, that's where that's where we're completely different like 
I don't watch ESPN during baseball season. I know you guys are big baseball fans. Once baseball season starts, once once college basketball, <laughs> over, I don't watch Sports Center until baseball is over. I just I can't stand baseball, and I don't watch. I can't. I only like watching the highlights anymore. So if I if I need my fix for basketball, it's NBA TV, and then that period before football starts, I'm hitting archives up. I'm watching yeah. ISA. <laughs> I'm right. YouTubing old games like when the quarantine hit. I had my own NCAA tournament going on, but I'm YouTubing old games and watching. You know, I go back and I watch Arkansas versus uh, UNLV from 1991. And, you know, uh, Penny Hardaway when he's at Memphis State against Arkansas. I'm watching those games. I was like, because I can't stand to watch anything else really. So that, now, that I will, is one I will, thing. I will say this that when it comes to, when it comes to other sports, like, for baseball, like I really can't watch. Like I, I don't watch just like a random baseball game. I like the Cardinals, you know. Like specifically, I like the Cardinals. Right. When it comes to now, football's right. a little bit different these days with you know like the interest in fantasy and all the other you know extra stuff going on. Um, plus, it's one day a week, you know, generally one day a week. Yeah. But right. like specific teams, you know, I get into with basketball. Um, is basketball is different for me in that whoever is playing, whether it be. Uh, an OVC game or an NBA game between the first place to first place team in the East and the West, like I can sit down and watch it. So that's that's kind of where the, the big difference for me is like I can't just sit down and watch any baseball game. Um, I can't right. sit down and watch just any soccer game. Um, but with basketball, if it's on, I can watch it. Yeah, I, I still get that in the you know I still get that mid July. Whenever we're not having an AU tournament depression where I'm moping around the house, it doesn't matter what's on. Like football just quickly fills it. But I don't text, you know, yeah, shoot, every start of the NBA season, I, I text yeah. Timmy, Merry Christmas. <laughs> We've been doing that for and, 10 and years game, now, like literally. And the first day of the playoffs as well, and yeah. Christmas Day, of course. But <laughs> but um, we don't do that for the start of football season. We both like Michigan football as well, too, you know, but we don't, it's not the, it's not the same. It's not. So my, my question with that so, is with, with you know with you guys having that interest in other sports, what all what what was the what's the thing about basketball you back that made that number one? Because Timmy, you were you were a heck of a soccer player. So what what was the thing that made basketball that sport for you guys? With even with the interest in other sports, you know, even if it's just a passing interest. Because I'm I'm a diehard basketball guy. It's for me, it's almost basketball or nothing. What what made you guys? always come back to basketball uh, I, can, I, can, can I take this yeah, to start to because I may I can may yeah, help go, with go this one um, probably us playing together with my dad I would say would maybe a huge part of that Timmy talked about it earlier with uh, when did we start third and I second, think it was grade? second third yeah upward okay an upward basketball a church league where we were the yellow yeah. jackets and we had towels <laughs> with numbers on them you know, <laughs> with our numbers on them, you know, and and we, it was just his energy that he is. I don't even remember anybody else that was on that. Jamal Maye, we had a, we had a, we had a nice team actually. We had a nice team that first year. We ran through everybody, so, and that's probably what made it fun too. And but it wasn't just that. Like he would he we went to my house. We went to I think Timmy. We went to your yep. house one day, as well too. Just as yep. a team. And we were just together and just hanging out, just playing video games, 
playing basketball. Um, I didn't, I, I don't shoot. I don't know if anybody, I'm sure everyone did that with other sports, but that's the only sport I played, you know, obviously. But it was that camaraderie. And Timmy, you're just, you were a huge part of that. Just for my, you know, my earliest organized ball playing as well, too. And it, that just stuck. We lived not far away where we could meet at the elementary school where we saw each other every day anyway, and we could go yeah. shoot hoops and fantasize like we did. And we were close enough in age that we stayed together in junior high and we were together in high school. We went to Disney World yeah. together because of basketball. So, But it's, I mean, there's so much in our lives together was been just sitting around this game from yeah, the beginning I, I i agree with that completely i was gonna say something very similar to that earlier i was gonna say actually like i appreciated having having you around woody and marion because i always felt like there was only one other person ever in the basketball program <laughs> that matched my love. <laughs> and, you know, yes um, I mean, we're the gen- only two genuinely but uh no i think woody i think woody's really onto something with uh, you know, at an early age, you know, that's what we would we would meet up to do. Why it was basketball, I can't necessarily tell you. I I I don't know for sure why it was basketball for me. But yeah, like we're meeting up in the neighborhood to play basketball, not not play soccer or wiffle ball. Even we're always meeting up to play basketball, whether it was at uh, the school down the road or, or you remember a few times we went we would go over to Jared Arnold's house and uh, play over there. Yep. So yeah, we were just always meeting up to play basketball and for whatever reason for me that it just became the sport that i don't know i just fell in love with i, I can't really put my finger on why it was that sport because i was exposed to uh, at a young age soccer and t-ball and uh basketball those are the three sports that really and even golf i played a ton of golf as a little kid but um yeah basketball for whatever reason i just there's i, I still can't even really put my finger on it but it's just the sport i just think it's the the most superior yeah. sport and i i don't know why but um there's just something about it. There's something about it. <laughs> um, you guys talked about um, you're, you're starting off with upward. What about playing NBA? Because that's kind of a different thing that Marion has. I gotta to say, over. Uh, in NBA, we we played we played for we played for uh, Woody's dad in NBA too, and we got uh, we got towels with the numbers, we got headbands. We got shorts with our numbers. We had the whole thing, yeah. and we were the, we were the Celtics, okay. So what? So uh, Woody was talking about how how we would go to some people's house and hang out. So we're the Celtics. Um, so Woody's dad had us one day. You you I'm sure remember this. We walked. We I walked remember these. from Washington School to my house. We got here yep. because Woody's yep. dad wanted the oh team to God. walk over here to watch Pistol Pete. So we all walked from Washington School back to my house across town, <laughs> came back over here and watched Pistol Pete as a as a what was that, Woody? A fourth and fifth grade basketball team, NBA, fifth and sixth NBA, NBA basketball team. Yep, yep. But like NBA, yeah, NBA is something a little bit different. But I always thought NBA was super cool. And with the new like, um, with everybody doing travel ball so early now. Um, I, I mean, not that I have nothing against travel ball, but at a certain age, um, I do miss for kids what we got from NBA, um, what we got to yeah. play against. You know, I thought it was kind of the best of both worlds where we got to we got to be in this mix of like good players and bad players. And you had to learn how to like play with kids that didn't know how to play and some that were really high level. Um, and sometimes your team yeah. was awful and you had to learn to deal with that. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> and then at the end of the season, they pick an all-star team and you got to take the the best of the group and you got to go compete against other towns. Yep. And a lot of times, not, and this isn't basketball specific, this is um, everything. I, I miss that for kids. I miss that that doesn't happen the same way now. And I, uh, I wish it would, yeah. but I just don't think there's enough interest. I mean, back when we played NBA, Woody, what, were there probably like eight teams of 10? I mean, there, there was, was a ton. You had it, so, yeah. You yeah, and I don't teams. think it's even possible. And kids played upward too. Now, so, and a lot of that I think is a lot of that I think yeah. is the culture. Um, that wouldn't it, it, that wouldn't happen in Harrisburg because it's a baseball town. Uh, Carrier Mills yep. doesn't have mm-hmm. the the numbers. Uh, you take Mounds, the the Pulaski County that area. You know where you have tradition with with small schools. You don't have the numbers to do that. But I think in your larger towns, it's more of a, it's, it's more of the culture. What what has been the the sport? What what what's going to be the one that's supported? And man, I, I, I when I found out about, it, I was like, man, that's a, that's a great idea. I wish I'd been able to play something like that because you're playing at that age. You, you know, you got kids who don't know how to play, and it's a little bit different than upward. But you're you're playing. You got you're playing just for the love of the game, and you're you're determined yep. at that point, right? If, if that's what you're going to stick with. It's kind of like Corey League baseball in the same aspect. Like, you know, you, like Timmy said, got some guys that are studs already, You teams that aren't very good, teams that are maybe stacked. You got to learn how to deal with certain things, and it kind of helps you find your way, whether or not it's a sport you want to stick with and whether or not, you know, it's something you, you're going to give up. I, personally, I think basketball is a hard sport because it's such it's the, the time demands on it that you, mm-hmm. you have there has to be a commitment right. to it because you can't really specialize you you can't just go out and pitch and then not hit you can't play the field yep. and not hit you just can't hit and then not go out in the field there's you know there's there's so many areas that you have to be proficient at if you want to get on the court and that's just me i'm a you guys know i am a i'm strictly a basketball guy and i call it it's the sport of kings that, that might be why we love it though and I think I think that's another thing too. That's the only sport you can yes, get better by yourself. Definitely. Without definitely. really thinking about it, you know, like that's another reason for the love because it's a love hate yeah, relationship. It's, it's, a, it's a self-discipline. It, a lot of self-discipline is involved yeah. in getting better. Um, both of you guys are great shooters, and the amount of discipline and repetition and time that you spent alone to develop that touch and consistent stroke. Uh, it's definitely something I didn't have. You know, I didn't have the discipline to go in the gym and decide I'm going to get up this many shots by myself. I didn't have that. So a lot of that, you know, it is you. You got to. You have to get better on your own at that game. Um, you guys segue. You know, I'm gonna, not segue, but you guys went from NBA to like junior high basketball. Now this is where Marion is a powerhouse. The junior high. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, kind are. of how, how <laughs> can you, know, yes, you guys are. are part of that now it's, it's been that way going back to when i was in school we never played marion but we always heard about how great the marion junior high teams were why what what is the reason behind that man uh i, I think hmm. like to me like first of all a lot of times we we play because you know junior high schedule you're trying to stay as local as possible um, so, you know, when you get to high school, mm-hmm. you know, you start to play Centralia, like real Centralia and real Mount Vernon. You know, in, in junior high, we play Centralia and Mount Vernon, but they don't have the 
the, the feeder how feeder. many however many feeder, feeder schools, schools. Yes. go into there yeah. and then um you know like you get a lot of you, you get to stack up quite a few wins against some not so good competition um but still we're significantly i mean like every year marion is a is at least a contender to win state you're right and um right. yeah it just doesn't for whatever reason has never translated that well <laughs> even freshman year man freshman year is a punch in the mouth like you go from eighth grade year to running teams over these same teams i yeah. mean you know you'll see pinckneyville or whatever and then you go play pinckneyville as a freshman it's like what happened to these kids yeah like we beat them by 20 <laughs> last year what happened to them why, why are we not good right. anymore like we just got right. to the high school and now we're, we're it's the same kids what happened so uh, oh, that's a good question <laughs> That's not even my experience, though. Like, it's we even like our freshman year, we came in and clapped everybody. We, matter of fact, of our freshman team, eighth grade, we finished third in state. We had, and then another thing as well too is, and it goes back to NBA. Once you get to the six, when we played, once you got to the sixth grade level, it got interesting because the best players for the last two years made the junior high yep. team and couldn't play. So the league always got interesting when you got to sixth grade because it got more balanced. Usually the best kids were gone. <laughs> so they got that early start. And that was another thing. The sixth graders, you think about Max James, to me, that was probably that was the best junior high player, you know, in the area when I was going, you know, when I was around. Um, but like our team though, when we got to high school and having that success, we won more games than the JV and the varsity combined. We had people showing up at our game our freshman year, and then yep. kids quit playing. They start playing other sports. They start doing focusing on football or baseball mm-hmm. or soccer. And and that's what it always goes back to is just that interest. We talked about it before we came on on the girls' side. When we were in school, the junior high girls were good too. Then they start playing volleyball and softball and soccer and yeah. tennis and golf, which isn't a problem. Except for we're basketball, yeah, junkies. right. And so I think it, it takes away it takes away from a lot. It takes away from a lot of the sports. I mean, like for me, eventually, yeah, yeah. I had to make the choice between uh, between playing baseball and playing. Uh, at the time, I was trying to combine like two club seasons of basketball and soccer, but there was no way for me to do school baseball too. Right. And so, and I probably the year I quit would have been the starting center fielder, but I was like, I can't, I can't juggle all these things anymore. At some point. I wanted to play college. I wanted to play college something, and I knew it wasn't going to be baseball. So at some point, something had to go. Um, so where if if those options weren't there, it would have just been me sticking with with baseball. Or if that's what the culture was, I would have just stuck with baseball all throughout. But yeah, Woody's right. That happened. To, you know, for us, it's a problem because basketball is our sport. So as kids start to drop off, um, yeah, I mean, like I can think of um, uh, we had a starter on the JV team my junior year, Colton King. Uh, he didn't even come out for basketball mm-hmm. his senior year because he was he was worried about getting a baseball scholarship, which, you know, uh, I mean, that's his decision, and I would never fault him for it because I made the same decision about baseball. But uh, when you start, you know, slowly picking away a couple players here, a couple players there from from different teams, um, I mean, it weakens the pool significantly, obviously. So. And then it kind of becomes the norm. It kind of becomes accepted because I've seen that – at Harrisburg, you guys from having been with AAU and know you know we we've had guys from Harrisburg that played that that has been a problem for years. Um, baseball, yeah. That the mm-hmm. guys say, well, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm okay basketball player, 
but I got a chance to get a scholarship in baseball. So yep. I'm going to play baseball. And I understand I it completely. It. Um, that's why I, I want to ask you guys this. Just what what are, what are your what are your thoughts? And you guys are younger. What are your thoughts on the specialization at an early age? I mean, I don't not early like 10, 11, 12 years old, but high school guys specializing. I, you know, with you guys being multi-sport fans and Timmy, you played basketball and went to college on a soccer scholarship. What are your what are your thoughts? Do you think that if you would have focused solely on soccer, would that have how much better do you think that could have been for you? Uh, like for me, I always credit my other sports with me being as good at soccer as I was. Um, and I credit soccer with um, being helping me with basketball too. So like if, if you're asking me about the specialization, uh, until you get to that point where like for me, it was like my junior year where I was like, I got to give something up. It wasn't so much specializing as it was like, I'm, I got, I'm trying to play like uh, yeah, too much on your plate, at, the yeah. time, at the same time that like school sports are going mm -hmm. on. And obviously if you're playing a school sport, school sport is the priority, yeah. no matter what you like the best, what your scholarship opportunities are. Like if you're playing a school sport, that is priority. So at some point it becomes unfair to the school to be like, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm playing travel ball, being pulled in a million different directions. But like for me, and like for my kids and if anybody asks me like I will always push like I want you to be involved in as many things as you like if you like it I want you to do it as long as it's feasible because I think those things translate the, the footwork of soccer yeah definitely um, and then and and like I've always thought like the footwork of mm -hmm. soccer um, has always helped me as a shooter like I'm able to get my balance better yeah. I've always thought that, that playing basketball uh, helped like with my hand I play goalie uh, when I played soccer with my hand-eye coordination and you know like you spend your whole life doing things like shuffle passes and like catching bad balls from uh, like like doing drills like that right. so I've always thought there was like a huge crossover um, between all those sports so I would always encourage just to play as many things as as you like now if you don't like them don't do them but I liked all of them so um, right. and I would never change that experience like if you told me I could go back and specialize in one sport and I would get a division one scholarship I wouldn't take away all those years of playing the other sports to do that. So um, that would be what I would say. That may differ from a lot of people because I know everybody's chasing that D1 scholarship uh, or just a scholarship in general. Um, but like for me, I, I wouldn't, looking back on it, maybe if you ask me as an 18 year old, I may answer different, but looking back on it, I wouldn't trade all those years of playing those different sports for the, for the scholarship, uh, <coughs> just looking back on it, so. Before Woody jumps in too, and you're talking about soccer, and I think of, you know, I'm an old guy. So Akeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing immediately come to mind because they played soccer before they played basketball. And footwork wise, I don't know if there's been anybody in the NBA whose footwork was better than Akeem's. And Steve Nash, soccer right. player. And mm -hmm. the way he handled yeah. the basketball yeah. and could pass the basketball. And so many European players who are professional players now that grew up playing soccer. Yeah, Kobe played Kobe soccer. Played yeah, soccer. you know, growing up in Europe, that the hand-eye yeah. coordination, the lateral quickness, the ability to change directions on, you know, on a, to stop on a dime and change directions. Uh, that, that probably is the one sport where those things you talked about translate over basketball than any other sport does because of the, even just yeah. the movement, even just the movements of the body. You know, going up. And I've always said field. too. 
I've always said if, if you can dribble if you can dribble a soccer ball with your feet without looking at it, you can 100% translate that to your hands. Like if if you can make and they're right. very similar um they're very similar like you said Griff they're very similar movements even though I'm controlling the ball with my feet the way that I'm moving in and out of people uh the way that I'm like avoiding people the way I move to get open to get the ball yeah. in both sports yes. is very similar the way that I receive the ball is very similar even though in one I'm catching it with my hands and in one I'm um stopping it or trapping it with my feet the way that you go about the sport is extremely similar and like i said i've always thought dribbling a soccer ball not looking at it with your feet is much more difficult than dribbling a basketball um but there's something about like that yeah like the the bilateral coordination um i i think the bilateral coordination whether it's your hands or your feet just somehow translates and the movements are so similar um that they there is some a lot of crossover in it what a, a guy that you guys are familiar with um, was at Marion for a while before he, before his family moved out of state. Sean Nurnberger, I played at SIU with his dad, Kai, and Kai was a soccer oh, yeah. player. And the things he could do, yeah, the things he could do, you know, with the basketball, with you know, the, just messing around with the basketball like it was a soccer ball, and his quickness and his balance that he could go full speed. He's he's one yeah. of the quickest guys I've ever seen, fastest I've ever seen, drilling the basketball, and he could stop on a dime and pull pull up for a three-point shot or a pull-up shot in the lane and he's going straight up and down now he wouldn't float he, he's yeah. landing in the same spot that he took off from and that, i think it's, a lot of that was that soccer background he's the first guy that i that i played with that i that i saw that in um what what, 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 yeah. what are your thoughts because you're like i am you're you were a one sport guy that focuses on basketball what are your thoughts <laughs> I'll say this. This is funny. And I and what I'll lead into, I wonder if Tim, you remember this, but so the entire time, obviously, I'll say this. If you're going if your dream is to be a division, if you want to play college baseball or football or basketball or soccer, then you need to specialize in that early on. Because kids out there are. That's what I'll say, just because coming from the AAU side more than the high school side, and I know you guys coach high school as well too but it's not it's you you have to put in that work because there's that's, another kid yeah, that's, somewhere that's, that's doing thoughts. the same thing so that so that's where i'll go as far as that but i was thinking about my high school situation every single day almost <laughs> of my years at high school coach martin wanted me to come play football <laughs> every time he'd see me in the hallway hey woodsy hey we're gonna come out to the team gonna come out for the team and Timmy, you remember senior year, I started playing yep. football at the beginning of the I season. Thought you, I thought that happened. And ended up great. My grades started slipping. Mom took me off the team. She wasn't playing games because we was, because she didn't want me to mess up. I thought, you, I thought that you had a brief football career. <laughs> and then you said you yep. didn't play anything. So I thought, I thought I, I, for I some did. reason, I, I thought you got hurt. And that's why you didn't play. Okay. No. Oh, no, no grades my grades started slipping so before they got to any kind of you know red flag mode mom you know had me quit the team but I was never played football had come in and I was second on the depth chart matter of fact the week that mom had to take me off the team I was upset I was so upset I worked my way all the way up as a wide receiver just using skills from playing basketball Mm -hmm. the entire time you know like Timmy you were saying in soccer with the moves to get open it's the same way of running an in route or slant 
you know, or a post or whatever the route may be. And it was just the same movements, the same actions. I remember in practice, uh, an underthrown ball, I tipped it like a rebound and caught it and took off. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was a natural reaction. So it is. Oh man, if if I, I don't, if I would go back, I would do the experiences like Timmy said, just to be able to play all those other sports and compete and use all those different movements. I mean, I'm left-handed, so I've been forced in the outfield in baseball. But just to just to have all those opportunities to make all those memories, you know, and it's and maybe it's a Marion thing too. But with all of my basketball playing friends. They played other sports that they had, were passionate about. I would have, I still wanted to share in that passion with them. I remember our senior year, the soccer team won the regional. You know, and um, great team, great, you know, great year. Baseball, I think they did too. But basketball, I felt like I was the only. I remember saying, Timmy, when we got on the bus before that Carbondale game, yeah. I wanted a damn flat <laughs> too. Excuse me <laughs> for saying that. I said, I wanted one too. Because all those guys either had one or yeah. were going to get one in the spring um so i think that's part of it as well too i didn't get to experience that kind of success so going back i would love to play you know other sports soccer and yeah i think and too like I, that. like i was thinking as you guys were talking i think maybe maybe part of it for me that the reason that i feel different than a little different than you guys about it is i think for for me there was a at some point a realization that um no matter and I worked hard at basketball, but there was a realization that no matter how hard I worked, that I was always going to be, I was always going to be 5'10". I was never going to be able to jump very high. I was never going to be able to run as fast as I needed to. Um, and so it, it, I could have specialized in basketball from the time I was one and trained with the best trainers in the world. And at some point I was going to hit a cap. Um, so like, and for you guys, that was, that's a little different because, you know, Woody, what, what are you, 6'4"? Griff, what are you... Six three. No, you not added, that tall. Okay, what's your wingspan? Though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And I know I saw you. I know I saw you get your fist up over the rim multiple times in high school. So, like for me, there was like eventually a realization right. that like, um, it, that basketball was my love, but like soccer was something that like, mm-hmm. man, if I work hard at this, like, yeah. being with with the skill set I have, still I still have a chance uh, to do something with it. So, um, yeah, maybe that's that's why it, it is a little bit different for me. Um, and at some point, you, you just hit that realization. Like, I, I don't know when it was for me that I was like, you know, I'd be in the driveway. And like I told you guys earlier, it was SIU basketball. Like, I want to play SIU basketball. And like at some point, it was like, man, I've been working at this forever. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to, to hold on to my starting spot on the JV team as a sophomore. Like, come on, man. Like, I work harder than anybody. And these kids are, you know, walking into the gym after not practicing and, and you know, keeping up with me. Like, why are they as good as me? Um, so, you know, maybe that's part of it for me. So, and I think without the other sports, I probably, I don't know if I do keep up in basketball. So, um yeah, I don't know. That's that's it's an interesting dynamic, but that could be part of the reason that we feel a little bit different about it. You guys too are talented enough athletically yeah. that you, you know, Woody, you could have played multiple sports if you wanted to. Timmy, obviously, you did. I I was an athlete in the sense that I could run and jump and play basketball. I couldn't play baseball. I was not going to get hit. You know, I mean, Carrie <laughs> Mills didn't have football, so that wasn't even an option. So it was just, it was basketball. I wasn't athletically gifted enough to play anything other than basketball. 
So that was that's why it was my focus and why, you know, any if, if if a kid is talented enough to play multiple sports, by all means do so. But you know, my thing is just kind of different because I didn't have the talent to be a baseball player, and you know, we didn't have a track team, so that you know that may have been interesting. But it was just basketball. So that and I know that I got a scholarship because while guys that I may have been competing against for scholarships during the spring, they're playing they're playing baseball. They're running yeah, track. True. I'm in the gym. You know, I'm in the gym. I'm at yep. the park. Yep. I'm not, you know, you're you're at practice while you're at baseball practice, while you're at track practice. I'm in the gym when I'm at the park playing basketball. So the, those those extra mm-hmm. hours I think added up exactly. for me. Uh, let's talk about you guys playing in the South Seven. Because Timmy, you talked about before before we go into South Seven, you talked about playing JV basketball as a sophomore, and we kind of joked about this story. We were texting about the about you guys being on. Let's talk about you guys winning the varsity tournament as a JV team, Timmy. Yeah, uh, so this is I, I think this is like the the coolest thing uh, for for a lot of our group, honestly. Um, so uh, yeah, it is. It was actually it was Woody's senior year, so that year I was a junior. Um, and a lot of times, like in, in Mar- we have a lot, we had a lot of seniors in front of me. I think how many seniors were in your class, Woody? Um, six. six. I, I, I thought there was more than that because you had Do- Doris. Seven. We cut, seven. We cut a couple. Two, oh like yeah. We cut one. I think we cut uh, Austin yep. Montgomery. So there was a ton of kids in this class. Exactly. He was a Division yeah. One baseball and he, guy. He didn't though. do it as much. Yeah. You know. So anyway, um, <laughs> we had. Uh, let's see. We had uh, varsity. Something happened at Crab Orchard. Team dropped out. And the out. team dropped yeah. out. Yeah. So they called they called Marion and were basically yep. just like, You want to send your J V team? And of course Coach Maddox was like, Absolutely. Yeah, let's send that's awesome for them. Let them go play a varsity tournament, you know, thinking, um, you know, whatever might happen. And uh so we take the J V team over to uh Crab Orchard. It was uh minus uh, our starting big man, which was starting varsity at that time, he never played uh, JV. And then our other starting big man uh, sat the bench for varsity. But um, like what he said, there was like seven seniors, so um, you know you can't you can't play a varsity tournament with seven people. And I was coming off of an injury, and I remember having the conversation like, um, we can send we don't really want you playing five games in five days like I hadn't practiced a whole lot so coach Maddox was basically like we can keep you here with the varsity that way we can have a little bit of a bench and send a team to the JV tournament so I didn't even go to it so we were down two JV starters from that year even and the guys go over there they mopped the floor with three teams I mean they whacked Just three whacked three teams uh, I think they they beat Crab by one point which was the runner up in the tournament um yeah, and yep, these were kids yep. that once we got back into our regular JV season, which we were nothing spectacular in the JV season. We were we were a pretty good team, but nothing spectacular. Um, they, they used yeah. to give us hell <laughs> in so, practice. So they go and they well. they win this tournament, which is still like one of the it's coolest. I wish I had been healthy because if I was healthy, I would have just I, he would have sent me to play. But yeah, it's it's it crazy. Uh, and then we never that that's never going to happen again because I don't think anybody over there was very happy you're not, to lose. You're not no, take the uh, chance. To let a JV team go 5 and 0. Well, we we came in there, I think I want to say for the Crab Orchard game. I remember one of the afternoon games we came in there. 
some of the varsity guys. I remember riding over with a couple, and we were just loud. <laughs> I can't see. And I can't see that. And just let it be known <laughs> the entire time, I was full maniac mode, and just let it be known that we were there, and we were going to leave with the trophy. <laughs> it was oh my goodness, it was a great. It was. Well, it, I can it remember. Was one of Mary's finest moments. So you guys remember? Like I would always, <laughs> you know, I told I told my son this evening. I was like, if if it wasn't for COVID, I said we'd be at a basketball game right now because this this would be tournament week. So Illinois, yeah, I always came right. over to watch the pyramid because it was a chance to get to see the guys who played for the Falcons. And I, I remember me and uh, my my girls were there that Saturday night, and I'm checking scores, and I was like, Marion's JV just won the crab orchard tournament. <laughs> I was like they should they should just stop that tournament right now. There's no reason to ever have that tournament again. That you invited the JV team to fill in. And they won, oh, so there's no reason to ever have that tournament anymore. Because yeah. in the program, and I've ne- I've never been to that tournament. I will never go to that tournament. <laughs> they still have it. I didn't know they, they still had have it. it. <laughs> I wonder how it's listed in the program. Is it listed as Marion, or is it listed as Marion's JV as the tournament champion? That that's year? a good question. I went over there. I went over there to see some of my guys from Pope County, and I I didn't look in the. I should have looked in the. Uh, yeah, I should have looked. Take a picture. I went over there to watch them, the kids that I coached in uh, junior high, uh, play a couple games over there in that tournament. But I didn't think to look for how they have it listed. But you, you got to think they just have it listed as Marion. My guess is Marion. My guess is Marion, which which is even worse because yep. Why would why would you even why would you invite Marion to play in this tournament because you would know the outcome? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? And you see why teams always came in our gym and tried to give it to us. Like, just as sitting here having this conversation, the bigger school coming in, picking on every... That's really... A, that well, was a story, no matter what. You know, well, going to Maryland. Yeah, like I said, that, 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 the tournament should have be, should have ended after that because that playing back <laughs> I mean, could you imagine, like, getting a JV team to fill in the Carbondale tournament and they win the tournament? That tournament is not going to continue to go on. That's, right. that's just not going and, and like nah. and Timmy you said you guys wasn't like you were a loaded JV team my my first year at Meridian my JV team was right. the second best team in the conference we were loaded though we had a bunch of seniors that played and those JV players won two two regional championships and were you know three or four minutes through a bad four or five minutes from possibly winning three regional championships so you know, you said that wasn't a loaded JV Man. team, and you go over there and basically cakewalk through a varsity tournament. Yeah, I mean they they ran three three teams out of the gym. Jeez. So, and that was like I said, that's minus three of the kids. Yeah. from that from the from that class the, <laughs> that the was junior class that have been there. Two freshmen, Ed Dayaway and Jeff Clark, they, definitely played. So, two freshmen yep, over yep, there. Yep, that's right. Yep. So that team, that that team would have won that conference. <laughs> The JV team with freshmen, right. without without your starters, would have yeah, won that conference. Won that conference. Yeah. And I think we were we were just a, we were like a, probably every, a, an above average JV team over the course of the season. You know, like we definitely lost our fair share of games. But like our JV, but, you know, that, that, that gets ahead. me back to where we started at. Talk about playing in the South Seven because you know my guy that was on the first show, Scott Schreffler, he played two years in the South Seven, and that's when the South Seven was stacked it was a different south seven than what you guys played in it was and it was and it was the the makeup of it was different because it was all southern illinois teams back then uh benton frankfurt heron harrisburg were all still in it there was actually eight teams in it at the time 
and it was a different South Seven. It was it, it okay. was a different South Seven back then. But now with with Oakville, I mean not Oakville, with um, Altoff and Cahokia, you know, it's it's, it's a different flavor to it now. So you know, talk a little bit about what it's like playing in the South Seven. You, that's if you if you come in unprepared, you're 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 either walking back to your home locker room feeling kind of bad or you got a long bus ride home and it's not a pleasant one. Uh, go ahead. You t- you talk about the South 7 a little, Woody. <laughs> it, 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 uh, well, you got to see for me, like, I don't remember that South 7. So, like, my earliest memories of, like, basketball camps and going to the gym was the, yeah. band, the South 7 as it is now. Um, so, I mean, for us, for me, again, being a basketball, you know, lover um it was it's the people that came before me you thinking about justin dittman uh, kevin lish kent williams uh matt shaw um and i can manual cast the 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 two kids from century ray nelson josh tab uh just all those names and i know i'm forgetting so many and um just that came through even before i got to high school so you um, you knew it was a tough conference, and again, Marion was what Marion was. So for me, this uh, the South Seven for me yeah, it was always about definitely. trying to earn some respect. You know, um, it's, and, and those Carbondale guys, we I played a, a lot with those guys in my earlier AAU days. Um, but with anybody, you know, we everywhere you go, you'd almost feel like it was going to be an easy W. Uh, Mount Vernon. In Mount Vernon, if you've ever been there as a player, that that is the best home court advantage I've ever been around. Yeah, unbelievable. You remember that locker room, Timmy? Oh yeah, the boiler room. Where <laughs> it was like 200 degrees yeah. in the locker room when you went in there, and the stalls—they didn't have stalls. <laughs> oh yeah, toilets <laughs> right next to each other. They had dead, they had dead spots all over the floor, but they never <laughs> dribbled the ball on them. It was in, in, but everywhere you went, it felt like, yep. and the Cahokia was a whole nother beast as yep. well, too, a playing ball there. Um, but everywhere you went, it felt like that it, that's the game to get. So you always had a chip on your shoulder. And even at home, they came in, this was yep. the road game to get. So every night you had to bring it. And like you said, if you weren't ready, because there were nights where we weren't ready as a team. You're walking back to that yep. locker room, and it doesn't like, matter what happened. They're everybody's capable of it. No, yeah, and I didn't, and I didn't mean like the the level of play was better back then. It was just because it was all the, the South Seven was local. I mean, back then, Centralia and Mount Vernon were the the northernmost teams, so it, it, was, yeah. it was such a local flavor, and you had that familiarity. Now that you you know you've added Cahokia, and that's a completely different mix of basketball. You had Altoff with the you know, who's churning out the D1 players, you know, seems like regularity. They, they fell off a little bit here the last couple yeah. of years since they had their state championship, their back-to-back championships. But it's made it, it's probably tougher now. And it's tougher for the let me, here, let me Let me give you an accurate, this is the perfect way to describe the South 7 in my opinion here. So my senior year, we won one game in the South Seven. We ended the season with a winning record. We were uh, 15 and 14. We won one game in the South Seven against Mount Vernon at home. We did win. We beat uh, Mount Vernon outside of conference play in the Pyramid Tournament, and we beat Carbondale 
uh, in the first game of the regional. But we won one game in the South 7. Outside of the South 7, and this is where I think the South 7 somehow gets disrespected. Outside of the South 7, we um, we beat the 8th ranked team in the state. It was Quincy at the time. Wow. Uh, we beat them by 10. We beat East mm-hmm. St. Louis by 10. At the period. Um, we... We and they were good. Yeah. And a four A team at the time. Uh and then we we played Collinsville to about I think um they beat us in our tournament by like seven points and they ended up winning the tournament based on point differential because they had lost to East St. Louis earlier in that year. Uh that same tournament we beat Quincy. Uh we beat a ranked team out of Missouri. Uh bad. Beat them bad. Um so I always felt like we had a pretty good team and just like those road games at Centralia and Mount Vernon uh, and even Cahokia sometimes just sometimes they just felt completely unwinnable no matter yeah. how well you play and that to me that uh, that's I mean, we went to go ahead we went to Centralia um, the last game so I told you that that same year we were beating Centralia at halftime at home uh, we went to Centralia uh, we lost by I bet I think we lost by 40 um, and we turned around uh, a few days later. We beat Carbondale in the first game of the regional, uh, which was uh, probably the most proud moment I had my senior. Like, we were so pumped to win that game. Um, and that, like Woody said, it was always about trying to get some respect. Like, we felt like we, we were a good team that just, like, we couldn't, we just couldn't get over the hump and win some games. So to beat them that game. And then we turned around and played Centralia to about a nine-point game in the regional championship. But when you go on the road to those places, like I said, we beat Mount Vernon at home. They blasted us it's at tough. Mount Vernon. They, we got blasted. It's so crazy. We played them on a neutral quarter at home, and it's a closer game. But those road games, man, are they're brutal. I mean, it's the, to me, it's like the two A, the river to river on the Ohio side. It's such a. I mean, if a team can run through that side undefeated, they really done something because it doesn't matter how bad a team is. It's tough to go to all them places and win on the road. I mean. For my years being at Harrisburg, that you know, we seems like we always played Murfreesboro on a Saturday night. It seems like it takes three hours to get there. The weather's bad, and it's hard to get, it's hard to get fired up to play. It's just something about that place. Is it seemed like hard to get fired up to play. And I know the South Seven is the same way. You know, you're 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 talking Mount Vernon and Centralia, two of the most storied teams in the history of basketball in Illinois. For a in while, Centralia was one of the, right. the. If they were, they were back and forth with Collinsville for the most wins in the nation. Yeah, so you're in Quincy. So, I mean, you're, you guys, you know, in Quincy playing against <laughs> Illinois royalty. You know, as far as tradition. Yeah. And and here's and here's the thing too. So and Timmy didn't get a chance to do this, so I got one up on him. I actually yep. got to play in the old Trout Gym one year for fr- my freshman year. Um, but uh, yeah. and you but you can feel the history too in those gyms. Carbondale's the same way. We didn't get to play in Bowen, but we played in the new high school, and they made sure you yeah. saw everything from the years before. So, and you look at that. So even Carbondale, all t- uh, not all top, um, Centralia and Mount Vernon, those three schools we grew up watching. And they're the, the basketball, of that as basketball big schools. They were always it was always so those three. If, but even when it was two classes. Carbondale, Centralia, Mount Vernon exactly. were always the teams that, yeah, that were expected to compete. That were expected to compete with the, the Metro East teams to go to state. Yep. And there, and it's not always. any different now. Like when I was there, the the year my senior year there, every team in the conference was 
extremely good. Um, I would say Cahokia was probably mm-hmm. of the of the teams not Marion was the weakest, but Cahokia like the only reason they weren't good is because they were not coached very well. Like they had a ton of talent, so any night, like you know, it's crazy because um, we keep up with the conference obviously, and it'd be like you know Centralia is like like running through the conference, then all of a sudden it's like oh dang Centralia went to Cahokia and lost, like. That, that could happen to anybody any night. So, yep. uh, and like I said, like Mar- Marion doesn't have a win in the conference. Like if, if you were able to update scores on your phone, you'd be like, oh, Centralia's 7 0 heading to Marion tonight. Go ahead and chalk it up. Wait, it's 25 to 20 at halftime. Centralia's losing to Marion. So, uh, like any night, like you said, any night you don't bring it, like you could be in trouble. So, um, I, I think it's, I think it's actually, um, it's extremely underrated having played in it. Like I think. To me, that's the that's the sign of a tough conference when road games are hard. You look, and we're all three big college basketball fans. You look at the ACC, how hard it is to win on the road. It's regardless of how bad they are in comparison, like the Big Ten. Like in the Big Ten, the bad teams, you know, they're gimme. Those those are gimme wins when you even when you go to their place. But the the ACC, it's tough to go on the road and win. You know, team could be you know Duke could be ranked number one in the nation and going to play Clemson and they've won one game and they pull off an upset because it's you know the atmosphere and the crowd has come out and everything and that and that the, the South Seven is that and I don't think it gets the respect it deserves because right. it's so mm-hmm. old and we we all know from having played having coached AAU coaching now Woody's a he's a big timer now because he, he he's up north but he see but he sees it too <laughs> we, we don't get the we don't get the respect <laughs> Uh, you know, because and a lot of it because you don't when you don't make a splash at the state level, it's hard to get looked down upon. And it's been who was the last team? Who was the last team from the South Seven to go to state? I mean, just not not all talk. When was the when was the all talk? Was it Carbondale and oh five? Uh, uh, what's his name? Senior year? Yeah, well, yeah. Didn't seem, I th- well, they no, they went. That was uh, five. I thought they that went to the Shire one. Yeah, yeah, they had tied with uh, Nelson. Nick Evans. Yeah, okay. so we. Yep. No, yep. Nick was 07. And they didn't. Um. Yes. Oh, was it? Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, he was later that Mayo Castle. Yeah. I think was on so it's been since the, the century. Kids. It's been since 05 we since one of the local one. teams has gone large class. So that and you know in Altoff is in the, in the Metro East area, so they're not Southern Illinois. So when you say South 7, you think it's the Southern Illinois Conference. Right, right. So, you know, and, and Cahokia has been since that time also. So those two teams have been, but the 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 traditional South 7 teams, okay. it's been a drought for them. So, you know, Centralia's been close. And little shout, little shout out to uh, Coach Gillespie at the high school because he had yes. it on the doorstep, man. I didn't know if it was ever yeah. going to happen. Man. Yeah. I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. headed. I was headed down. I mean, on the doorstep, and they played. They were in that game. They could have. They, oh, they, they, they didn't play well. They were, uh, we played them. It was my last year as a head coach at Meridian, and we come in to Marion. I think it was a week before our regular season ended, and you know we're thinking we're we're, we're playing pretty well at the time, and we're thinking you know Marion's not playing pretty well. We, we, we got a good we got a very winnable game they thump us and didn't lose again till the super sectional you know they, they it was a yeah. classic example of getting better 
at the right time. Yeah, yeah and I think that, that kind of that 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 thumping cost us a regional championship. I think, but it was just, they they got better at the right time and came came really really close. But that just shows how hard it is um, for a three eighteen to 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 make that step yeah. because you like you guys are talking about playing yeah. multiple sports. You don't have guys from East St. Louis that are playing multiple sports. You don't have guys from a Springfield Lanfear that are playing multiple sports. You know, they're they're playing basketball because the you know the other sports really don't matter those schools. I mean I won't say East they don't matter to East St. Louis because you know we they have great football and track. Right. But they're the, the schools are so big in comparison to Marion that, you know, their top five or six basketball players are doing that. You know, you have a Jordan Goodwin who might be the exception to that rule, who was an All-American in football and basketball at Altoff. But most of those guys that are great basketball players, that's their sport. And that's where that's where our schools, yeah. are, you know, our, our 3A schools are going to suffer because, you know, 1,200 is big if, if you're from, you know, Southern Illinois. But 1,200 is not big when you're playing the school's got 1,800. You know, so that that's, yeah. a, that's a huge, huge difference in the talent pool right, right there. Mm-hmm. Um Good question for you guys. Bigger rival, right? Carbondale or Heron? Woody. Basketball. Basketball. I think I think I know the answer to this one. Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Carbondale. Conference. Conference. Post. Oh, it's Heron's three A now. They weren't three A when you guys were in school, but I know Carbondale historically has always been that team. You you got an eye if you're from Marion. Carbondale's that team you got an eye on. Because you got to get your before they the complex and they started splitting teams up for no apparent reason. Carbonell and Marion are going to be in the same regional. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it was my junior year. We beat them at home, and it was like the first time in like ten years, maybe, that we had done that. They had our number forever. You, it was just, but. It, it man, it was yeah, yeah, I think definitely Carbondale. But, but it's a little, it is different. I would say <laughs> if we were in school now, it might feel different uh, for two reasons. One, when when we were in high school, Heron was god awful at basketball, and we really only saw them in the pyramid tournament for right. <laughs> one time, and then we never saw them again. <laughs> In the holiday. Everybody would tell us around Marion, right? Like, ooh, Heron's coming to town. Heron's coming to town. It's like, okay, we're yep. gonna we're gonna we're gonna knock them off our shoulders Easy. and beat them by 30, and then we're gonna move on to some real teams. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but back in the day, that was the rivalry. So yep. the, the town always treated Heron like it was the big one, right? So like, ooh, Heron tonight, you got Heron tonight, you know, or like yeah. we beat Heron, and like when we would beat Heron, it would be like yeah, we better be here. <laughs> of course we'd be here. They're they're big man's five right. let's go. <laughs> Exactly. It sure was. It still, it was still felt good though. That's true. You know what? Ted we were raised Ted, on that. <laughs> from a, from a basketball standpoint. Every time we beat Heron, every time we beat Heron, it was my neighbor. As, uh, junior high team. What we get in the morning? What we get? Cupcakes and cookies. Cupcakes and cookies. We got the pick. <laughs> we got That's the right. pick from Larry's House of Cakes. <laughs> yeah. So that was instilled though. Um, from an early age, and and they and they, I don't want to feel like I'm calling them out now because again, I'm just talking about when we yeah, were there. They talked a lot, so you so so you had to show up in their gym, and I loved Heron. I loved playing in their gym in high school. 
I loved it. I got my first, I think, sophomore game dunk in there. That that floor was so bouncy. But um, you just had to. I think my junior year or maybe senior year, I think I actually got phone calls from people from Heron telling me not to jump or not to do stuff during the game because they were going to take my legs out. So you had to go in there and show <laughs> little this, brother though. of Williams. I will counter. say this. Let, let me give another <laughs> shout-out. Coach Shirts over there in Heron because – they're, he's got them. Yeah, role, he's done a great they're, job. They're, they're a good program. So I know. I, yeah, they were fun to. I watched I that regional that game. They were fun to watch. That, that probably there would be a different feel around Heron. But when we were playing them in junior yeah. high and high school, it was uh, yeah. the games were kind of a foregone conclusion. So I'd say for us, it was Carbondale. But nowadays, I, I can I can see it being a, a little bit different. Yeah, and it, yeah, and, the, and they're three A now, so it's postseason implications anytime you play. So that makes it a little bit different when Maryland, mm-hmm. when they were two A, you didn't have to worry about them, and it was you know you, you guys outclassed. Right. But now they're three A, it's a little bit different. But I, I right. always question that because uh, you know growing up in Carrier Mills and then coaching at Harrisburg, people who think they're your rivals get surprised when you say, "Well, no, you're really not our rival." Um, coaching at yeah. coaching at Meridian, uh, Carroll, right. really, <laughs> you think you're our rival, but you're not our rival because. We don't see you as a threat. You know, we're looking at Woodlawn and yep. Sessor. These teams are our rivals. Goreville, they're our rivals because they're better than you. You're not our rival just because you're in our backyard. So it's kind of funny. You know, some people think they're yeah. your rivals. And, oh, no, we right. really, no. We really don't think of you as our rivals. We just, you're somebody on our schedule we're just going to beat and move on. Um you know, it's the it's the cliche like you know you hey, are Timmy. you are that team Super Bowl, but you know that's like perfect like coach speak of like you know this is this is their right. Super Bowl like you gotta yeah. know they're ready to play, but like for us you know like yeah like we're not worried about you Cairo, but but we gotta focus in because we know you this is your Super Bowl this would mean everything to you, but like for hey, us yeah I mean there's, there's you guys talk about you know respect all the time too, and it's a, it's a huge sign of respect when people it's get up to y'all. play you. That's that's probably the biggest sign yes. of respect that regardless of what kind of yeah. season you're having, when people get up to play you, that's respect because I refuse to get a team pumped up to play anybody. Yeah, God, my you guys, you guys have coached with yep. me. It's an honor for you to be on the court on the court with us. Yeah, we're not gonna get pumped up to play against you. Yep. <laughs> you should be you should be thrilled that yep. you're out here with us. Yep. But it's uh, that dynamic yep. is just. How funny, especially as I've gotten on in basketball, it's just funny how you people create rivalries that aren't really there. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what though, and I, this is funny because this thought has come a couple of times. And um, Timmy, that was something that Coach Maddox and Coach Shelby—that's what they were about too, with that respect yep. thing and that lack of respect. I think that came, I think they helped instill that, at least in me, you know, um, uh, as far yep. as from that being a Marion standpoint, because I wonder, Timmy, think about this, as we even talk about Heron the way we do, when we were in school, they did. I kind of had that they feeling did, that that's how Carpenter did about us, <laughs> when we were going to, you know what I mean? So I remember at, our student section chanted, the, yeah. wait till football. You know, Chan yeah. had him at the games. You know, yeah. That, I mean, but you <laughs> look at it was so their right. rival was Murphy's. Which is world. why that's why I said the other teams in the conference won that game, uh, the first regional game at Carbondale. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we went we went I, I wasn't the best defender so we we go we go into that game yeah Ty Neal and Connor Wheeler Ty Neal and Connor Wheeler okay yeah oh so yeah go, oh yeah Isaiah Isaiah Powell was right uh, on the team Jeff Clark was on the team Troy Stuckey was on the team so we're game planning for this Carbondale game and uh, Coach Maddox is like, we're going to triangle into him. So I'm like, great. That means I get to sit at the top of a triangle, right? Nope. You got Connor. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the team literally has <laughs> coaches like, Timmy, you got Connor. Uh, the entire team's like, you said, you said, Timmy's got Connor. <laughs> Timmy's got Connor. Uh, no, but we won the game. And I, I outscored Connor that game. So I felt good about it. But we were, we were so... Uh, like winning that game and you're right it was such a respect thing because it's just like we've just been beat up by south seven teams all year even though we were in the games you know we just couldn't get over the hump and win the games we just felt like mm-hmm. you know the, like the little brothers to everybody so to win that game and then even to go on and compete against Centralia in the next game was just like such validation for us that was like yeah we're like we're not that bad like this is a tough conference um, and like, yeah, Carbondale, we're on your right. level. Like, we can do this. It's just it's um, a culture yeah, thing. It's, it's, where uh, basketball was their culture. Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't, I've never seen totals, but I wonder yes. what the yes. head-to-head record is in the last thirty years of Carbondale to Marion. You know, Bad. I mean, this, you're just looking at a culture thing where that's. I mean, you guys know yeah. their best basketball players weren't playing football. They weren't playing baseball. Yeah. They were playing bas. They're at the rec center. Right when they're when they're not playing basketball, they're they're at Pulliam Gym. They're somewhere playing, so it's it's a culture thing. And you know what? How much does it have to matter? Like you look around the good programs around Southern Illinois. Like Coach Miller has been there forever. Like that continuity. Mm-hmm. Like in Marion, we just we just turn Ever. them over and turn them over and turn them over. And at some point, that's that's got to stop. Um, but like that continuity is just such a, to, in my opinion, to build a program like they have, where they have down years, um, but you know they're always coming back because he's got that program culture. where it needs to be. You know, they're always culture. It, it, yep. it, it, it culture. is it's culture, yeah, right. and, and right. having had the opportunity to be in Harrisburg's program, well, to be at Meridian for three years with Coach Matt Wynn and seeing him build a culture there, and then going to Harrisburg, and then. Um, what we what we tried to do AAU wise building a culture and then taking all that and starting my own program culture is probably more important than talent because culture establishes the expectations and it sets the standards where regardless of the talent you're going to go out and you're going to play hard and you're going to play a certain way and you're going to be you're going to be competitive even if you don't have any talent because the culture right. has been established this is what you do and when that culture is not present then you yeah. turn over coaches and then, and then it's not a program it's a team and that then you guys and we've teams, talked yeah. about this a bunch of times there's a huge difference right. between a program and a team huge difference huge difference yeah. and i think that 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 establishing a culture yeah. is the most important yeah. part of that and you have to ha- you have to have that you have yeah. to you have to have that without culture success is going to be short lived um, yep no let, let's segue a little bit into AAU you guys yeah, both played yep um, Woody I think you started you started off earlier than Timmy did Timmy I don't know if you I remember your first year my first year with the Falcons I don't know if that was your first year playing AAU but you were an 8th grader yep I played with Joey okay. I did play uh, Woody you had played 
Yeah, so he so you didn't play you didn't play any in, in middle school or me. junior high. But I know you I with the Titans not, start not with, I know um, you spent at least a year or two with the Titans. With, right. I I first I played from I wanna okay. say I you know what, sixth or seventh grade um is when I started because we used to just go up to Centralia. Um yeah, for the first couple of years of doing Chicago. that. Then I came yeah. over with the I remember guys. us the getting off the, we stopped the in Johnson tournament. City to pick up Tyler and Aaron. And I didn't know who you were. I thought you were uh, one of Chris's friends. And I heard, you know, everybody's tired and everything. Because <laughs> you look so young, but your shoulders were wow. like as wide as the back of the van. And you said, you, you said something to somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, either this kid is a blues singer in his spare time, or he's been smoking cigarettes since he's three years old. <laughs> And it's cold out here. <laughs> like, who in the world is this guy? <laughs> I had no idea who you were. You know, I did. I had no clue who you oh, were. It's early in the morning. I'm tired. I know we we got 19 people in a 12 passenger fan. <laughs> but um, that would Timmy. Those that first summer was so. Man. I mean, we were everybody was learning, and Woody is branched out. And hey, you, t- Timmy, we did. Well, we were with pocket city briefly the same year so we got it we saw big time a you basketball you know but that yeah. starting off was so yeah. much fun because we didn't we didn't know what we were getting into it it was just fun starting off and you know we thought we were big time and like you know that that once we've seen big time like yeah we really weren't big time at all you know we had some some big big time players yeah. i remember that first year we didn't know who he was at the time but remember we went to cape for that tournament and you guys played against Otto Porter down there because it was a team that, yeah, it was the last year he played, actually played AAU. They are, the Falcons were the only team that broke double figures against him. Because Timmy, remember the last, you guys played him, I think, is either semifinals or the championship. And um, I we, remember it. everybody complained because we thought they were older because of the way they were beating people. Woody, they were beating teams like 85 to 6. 73 to 4. They were killing teams. Now they go on and win four state championships in high school and Otto's a lottery pick. Clay Hawkins. Right. I think it was your mom, Timmy, that had a razor in her purse, shaved his whiskers, gave him a jersey, thinking that it would it would he was the youngest looking one on the high school team, thinking it would make a difference. But I think we scored 20 and still got beat by like 50. And yeah. uh, I don't even remember who, who all at that point. We we had Falcons had uh, had gone in and out of so many people at that point. Cody, Cody was still Rose playing. Um, Marcus, Marcus and Cody, and then I, I, I can't. I, yeah. I'm blanking on who was like we we went in and out of so many. We didn't keep like uh, Woody's group had a, a good group there for a couple of yeah. years. that kind of played together, but we all, we were kind of in and out. I, yeah, I don't remember everybody, everybody that was, was with good, your though. group because, like, it <laughs> seems like a lot of times we played at group. the same time and in different spots. But I do remember watching that game. And we're outside the gym afterwards, and uh, Clint and Joel were with you guys. And I was like, and I told you guys, hey, don't feel bad. You know, played as hard as you could. Said so three, you know, three or four years, you turn on Channel 12 News and you're going to see those guys are state champions. What I remember most about that was yeah. we had a game in another gym. Clay is sitting with you guys, played in the eighth grade tournament, 
he goes and gets in his truck with his girlfriend. <laughs> which, 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 which all three of us saw happen quite a bit at those tournaments in Evansville. We're playing in the junior high division. And remember, oh, yeah. Timmy, we saw the guy walking out and the little girl calls him daddy. And he just yep. played a game with the eighth grade. Yep. <laughs> daddy, where are we going to go eat? <laughs> Isn't it so crazy <laughs> that people do that? But, that, you know, I, that, that's something else that I told Nate Maya yeah. that I wish that was an opportunity that I had to play against that type of competition because all we had was basketball camps. Um, you know, you know, Otto Porter, Woody, we go to Mississippi and we play against Rodney Hood, who's just re-signed with the Trailblazers. That tournament in Chicago, we play against Dimitri yeah. McKamey, uh, Timmy when you went with the Bears, I know you ran against several big time players. So that, you know, people people want to yeah. knock it. But man, when you're from Southern Illinois and you get a chance to play and go and play against guys who are big time players, it, it, it just gives you a different feel and, a, and a, a different level of preparedness when your season rolls around because you're not going to see, man, was there any? And even more than even right. more than just like the in-game competitions too like i always felt like the guys that i was playing you know it was kind of like a like yeah, southern back then it was, yeah. and i always felt like going to practice and stuff like i had sure a, was. like i had a, a reputation as one of those kids that was able to play on those teams and travel around that i had to i had to keep up with my you know my friends on the team like i can't i can't be letting you know Zeke Light and uh, Trell Simulton be showing me up in high school. Like I got to look like yeah. like I'm one of them too. So I always felt like playing with them. Like um, I had to keep up with them as much as I had to keep up with all the competition that we were going to play yeah, together that, yeah. as well. So because he always felt like I always felt like I was competing for. Right. I always felt like I was in some ways in when I was playing with my school team also competing for playing time with all these really good players from Southern Illinois too. So I think that brings out the best of, of and you guys involved. were probably with the last good group of talent that Southern Illinois had where you could put together I mean you were with the Bears and you know yeah. we had our you know the Falcons basically all Southern Illinois kids there's no way possible now that yep. there's no way all possible now that you could put right. two 17 U teams together with rosters of eight or nine kids all from Southern Illinois. It's, it's just, it's, it, it can compete. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, we saw that. Can, you know, me compete. and Timmy saw it with Pocket City. I remember the first time I, you went over to practice with me when I had that 17U team and the look on your yeah. face was just like, what yeah. in the world are, you know, these, you know, six, five <laughs> guards, six, eight guys that are handling the ball and hitting yeah. threes is like, I, and I told him, I said, it's completely <laughs> different than Southern Illinois, yeah. man. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it sure was, too. Yep. Yep. And those seventh grade teams I coached over at Pocket City, too, like, it was like, no, I think they were going to be eighth graders and you were coaching yeah. going to be freshmen. But, like, when I got over to, to, to try, I don't even know if it was tryouts or practice, but the first time, though, I saw that group, I was like, dang, like, this is easily the best Gosh, group yeah, I, crazy. I have ever been around. Like, this this maybe this this group may be it's better than different some level of high ball. teams we coached with the Falcons. Like, that was what I was thinking. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely... I, I don't, I th Timmy, I know I told you, Woody, I don't know if I told you or not. It was uh, last year, 2019, and we were in... Uh, I can't think of where we were. It's two different tournaments. I saw this kid. It was a team from Minnesota. And I had... 
they were going into sixth grade. So they would have been 11U, I think, 10U, 11U. No, they weren't 12. They were going into sixth grade. So they would have been 11U. They were 11U. This kid from Minnesota may, as as a fifth grader going into sixth grade, possibly could have been the best high school player in Saline County as a fifth grader. <laughs> this kid, he got a breakaway. Ooh. And Bahari was sitting beside me on the bench and I told Bahari, I said, if that kid dunked the ball, I wouldn't have been surprised. And he wasn't very big. He looked like a he looked like a little kid. He didn't have any he wasn't overly mature, no muscle development in his legs, but the feel he had sure. for the game was just different. It was just like something you don't coach. He and he and he played yeah. both ends of the floor. He talked on defense. He knew where he's supposed to be to help. He passed. He had his teammates involved. And he he very easily could have been, he could have, he would have started on every varsity team in Saline County as a fifth grader going into the sixth grade. Oh. And it's just different how these kids are developing now. We 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 saw it. And you guys are on the tail end of it. But now, for whatever reason, we're, I don't know what it is. Southern Illinois is not churning out the players like it used to. And Timmy, you kind of, you, you, you saw it a little bit coaching. Well, you've seen it a lot coaching, you know, at the middle school level now. Just the, the difference in talent from when you were that age to now. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the, the depth of like the player pool, like I'd say, like the top end talent is still there. <laughs> But like when when we were in school, Woody, man, we were we were cutting kids that would would play some minutes now. Like I think about some of the kids that got cut from our junior right, high teams, right. and then I look at um, the kind of the end of our bench at the junior high level now, and it's like, man, we're we're at a different level in terms of um, in terms of depth. Like Woody talked earlier about the McKendry thing. We used to take you know three teams to McKendry, and the first team would you know, and they yeah. were divided basically by skill level. Um, and the first team would, would wreak havoc. The second team would be very good. And the third team, which were kids that were not going to make the team, uh, would, would be good. Like they were, they would, yeah, they would go play. They would go play with the teams down there with no problem. Uh, so, and that couldn't happen now. The player pool is just, it's way, way thinned out. I mean, like I said, the top end talent, uh, I think the top end talent is still there. Uh, you know, kind of hit and miss depending on the class. Um, but the top end talent, so like we got a kid right now, a seventh grader. He's as good as um, he's as good as any junior high kid I've ever seen. Uh, wow, like legitimately uh, in person, especially at Mary, his feel for the game's unbelievable. Um, but there's just not a hmm. whole lot uh, with him in that group. Like he's the top end, and there's a significant drop off. And then from like the seventh player on, are just like some of them just aren't very good at all. Uh, and I don't know what the cause of that is. I don't know if everybody's, like you said, like just everybody's just kind of specializing and doing what they uh, they want to do and they're not even coming out for basketball. Because you walk around the junior high, you see huge kids, athletic kids, and it's like, why does that kid not play basketball? Yeah. Like, what's what's he doing? There's no way he's not a, he can't be a good basketball player. He's a sixth grader walking around six feet tall and he's built like he's a freshman in high school. Like, why is he not playing basketball? But um, so I don't know if interests are just elsewhere or people just aren't committed to it or what. But when, when we were in school, every like if the gym was open for open gym, yeah. everybody was there. So no, that, that does not and that's across the board. So I don't that, know why. That's everywhere. I think it's 
You're right. It's got to be us adults. We had adults that loved the game, that made us love the game. And Griff, you were one of those adults for us. And if you think about the kids that you have around, it's like I think about my kids up here. Like, Timmy, you're talking about there's these big kids walking around. It's like, why aren't they playing basketball? It was the same thing, dude. You got to snatch them and bring them in to play. So I think that's the difference. You know, I'm not saying yeah. that the adults aren't around or they're not involved, but they're not like us. That passion's not there to, to, to bring in a group of 17-year-olds like you did with us. Actually, there were 17, 16, 15. Timmy, yep. you came with us to a tournament one time, too, in St. Louis. That was fun. <laughs> yep. When we stayed in the plaza. <laughs> but, um, but again, Grip, you brought all of that together. Well, I think a lot of times at that age, you know, so you got kids that are, the they don't have any confidence. And, and they, they, they may have been cut at some point or, you know, upward. They, right. they didn't have a good experience or weren't very good. So they kind of lose interest. Well, not, not necessarily lose interest. They don't have the confidence. And, 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 and then too, like, yeah. you, it's, it's, and it's changed for you guys, right. especially for you, Timmy, where like when I was in junior high, when I helped coach junior high, you had a month of practice before you played a game. But now, now if it was normal, you guys, yeah. you know, you start practice, you get two weeks in and then you're playing in the middle of October. So you don't have that 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 time to, you know, to get a kid and work with them. And because it's like you're jumping right into the season now. And unfortunately, this is just my take on junior high, middle school basketball, whatever you call it. Fans think you're supposed to win. And yes. I don't think, especially maybe eighth yeah. grade, I don't even really think it's that important as eighth grade level, even though you have the regionals and state tournament. I think it's supposed to be development of the players. I would Player development. You know what? It's funny. It's funny you go down that road because I, I, I think about this all the time and especially... Uh, you know, I've only been at Marion now for one year, but my, especially my time at Pope, uh, I did when I was at Pope, I was the entire junior high basketball coach, the seventh grade team, the eighth grade team, the whole thing. It was just me, no assistance. And I always told people like, and I told the, the varsity coach this all the time. He was the only person I ever had to talk to about it because there was no one else. I was like, I always feel like at practice, we are sacrificing a lot of times um, short-term success for hopefully long-term gain because we're not working on how to trap somebody uh, and get a turnover and a layup. We're working on how to, uh, you know, properly cut when someone is is overplaying you. And that, as a seventh grader or even an eighth grader, a lot of times it doesn't translate to games right away. But hopefully, as a freshman yeah. and sophomore, it starts to click. Um, but I've I've always said that, and I think you're right. I think mm -hmm. like especially at the seventh grade level. Um, like where I'm at, like, I love what I'm doing. Uh, and I even have to check myself sometimes because right. everybody wants to win so bad, but I have to check myself sometimes and be like, Oh, but I mean, like my role in this program as a, as a whole has to be right. player development. Like if these kids don't leave here, if we leave here undefeated, yeah. but I don't develop a group of 15 kids that can go on and be ready to compete at eighth grade. Right. And then he develops them for the next one. Then I'm not doing my job, no matter how good our record yeah. is or, or what we accomplish. So um, I think I think about that a lot, and I do think it's a balancing act because uh, I think like when you get to eighth grade, I think you're you're right. I think they're right. you know you you want to start winning um, because for a couple I mean a couple reasons. One, it's 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 a lot easier to build uh, 
to yep. build something on the back of winning. It's a lot easier to, to show kids like, hey, if you do these things, like you'll be successful. Uh, because sometimes when you're when you're telling kids you got to do this and you got to do this and it's not translating to the game, sometimes I think or it's not translating in the game. I think sometimes right. uh, they get bogged down and stop listening. So I think success at some level um, is important. And then I think that level, like it starts to be important yeah. once you get toward the end of your eighth grade year, like let's start seeing some results. Let's start seeing this come together. Um, and then hopefully, you know, that's a springboard for then going into high school. But I, I think about that a lot when I'm at practice. Like I said, I got to check myself. I try to balance myself with, with how do we, how do we plan for, for two games this week while also knowing that these seventh graders someday, someday need to become right. um, the players for, for a varsity team that's going to try right. to go to yeah. now Champagne, right? So and how, then how do even, balance those two things? So, and um, even having yeah, to try, and at times trying to have the foresight to see it, okay, this ninth guy on my team, he's not getting a whole lot of playing time, but he could be a factor as a sophomore he could be a factor as a junior but you got you got to keep that carrot in front of him and that that's that's a hard thing to 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 see when the pressure is on you to win 